Girl Rita Pierre, your host, and as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So, guys, happy Sunday, happy new week. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I know I sure did. <laughs> For those of you who follow me on social media, primarily on my personal Instagram, I haven't been doing that great of a job. Uh, posting on the According to RP platform. So sorry, guys, if you guys have been looking for content on According to RP, it has not been there. Life has been lifing. But on my personal page, I've been a little more active in my stories and in my posts. I'm still not where I need to be. But um, either way, this last week, if you were following me, you would have, you know, you would have been entertained, I guess. I don't know. I was posting things. <laughs> And so for those of you who are following, you know that uh, I had a cousin that recently got married. So I had a bachelorette, uh, bachelorette, bachelorette weekend uh, last weekend, which was a great old time. Um, if you were in my stories, you would know. And this week we had the wedding. So we had a Thursday wedding. And it was cool. Um, the only thing I would say is that having these weekday weddings totally throws me off. The older I get, you know, my mind is not uh, mathing the way that it used to. And so I kept referring to every day after. Th like, I thought I was in the weekend since Wednesday night. Like it was, oh, the weekend, the weekend. Um, and so... I didn't even realize that today was Sunday. So it don't, it totally throws me off. But either way, you know, it is what it is. I had an amazing time from Wednesday night until I guess today because my, my cousins uh, from all over, my family members from all over were in town from Canada, from Georgia, from California, from Florida, Baltimore. Uh, I think there was even some people from Haiti that was there. Um, that came to celebrate um, my cousin Sarah and her husband uh, Patrice. And so um, it was an amazing weekend because after the wedding, we had a lot of family meetups, a lot of family get togethers. And some of these family members, I have not seen them since 2018 because of the pandemic. Um, so it was just great to see all of my family and to really just be one with them. My family, we are very big. You guys know I'm related to all of Brooklyn. And so it was just great to just be in each other's presence, to catch up, to see the kids that are no longer kids anymore. It was awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, as I think about my nuptials, um, disclaimer, I am not engaged. I don't even have a man. But... <laughs> But you have to think about these things, right? I would always tell people, you know, I want a courthouse wedding because I don't want the I don't want the fuss so much because I don't have the money for the fuss, right? I think that's really what it is. A lot of us who say we want the courthouse weddings, we want the small weddings, we don't want all that extra stuff. We don't have the money for the fuss. I don't have time and energy to be dealing and planning weddings, and I also don't have the funds for some of these extravagancies, right? Um but being with my family 
you know, this weekend just reminded me that I don't know, like I kind of feel like I need a family turn up and family turn ups usually are around weddings because to get people to leave, you know, their four corners of the world to come, it's usually it has to be a wedding. It has to be something significant. And I love that. So I'm like, damn, I guess now I have to have a real wedding. <laughs> so whoever you are, if you're listening, um, hopefully you have your dowry <laughs> money in place uh, because I am no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> it's a thought. It's a thought that came into my mind and I was like, ooh, but it's really because of the turn up. So I guess if I could find another legitimate reason to have everybody in town, that's not a wedding and that's not a funeral. Uh, maybe I can get my turn up that way. I feel like, so if I don't, I don't turn up the way many of you guys think that I'm a turn up queen. I am not a turn up queen. I am a trap queen, but I'm not a turn up queen in the sense that I like weddings are my turn up. Weddings are my clubs, quinceanera, sweet 16. Do you have a communion, a child having a communion party? I'm there. That is my party. I am not a club goer. I don't do these things. So it's very far and few between nowadays because everybody's getting older. People are either getting married, not getting married. I don't know. So my turn up opportunities are not that great. So I'm always searching <laughs> for one of these things. Either way, I'm going off on several tangents. Um, I do want to address a few things. One, I know that I've not been around lately. It's been several weeks. For those of you who are my true fans, y'all have been texting me like, hey, what's going on? Did I miss an episode? I don't see anything. What's happening? Um, you did not miss anything. Nothing was happening. <laughs> Nothing was happening. Uh, not because I didn't want anything to happen. It's just life has been lifing. You guys know that I've been dealing with health stuff. Um, I had oral surgery a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, talking was not really a thing for me. Much better now. You know, my voice is clear, as you can hear. Um, and then like really just trying to reevaluate and step back. You know, summertime is good for that. You get to sit back a little bit take a little breather and really kind of reevaluate the things that you have been doing. And I love, I love radio. I love podcasting. I love all this stuff. I've been doing it for quite some time, guys. It has been four years of the according to RP show on WJMS meet well, radio now media. It's been four years, July. It was four years ago, July that I created the According to RP show and I've been here. And it's been, I think, five or six years since um, Frida's World. So I've been in this game for a while. And sometimes, you know, people get tired. People kind of get, oh, I don't know, is are things still working? And sometimes you have to step back and see, okay, this isn't working. May, either I change it up a little bit or I step back and start something new altogether. And that's kind of where I was with According to RP. I love this show. You guys know I love this show. You could tell from my enthusiasm <laughs> that I love this show. I laugh at my own jokes. You know, I think I think I'm quite entertaining. But, you know, capacity is something that I've really been trying to kind of focus on. What is my capacity to move forward to do these things? Because I have a full time job. I mean, I wish that I could be paid to be a radio personality. If you guys are listening out there, those of you who, you know, are procuring <laughs> jobs and securing jobs for people or looking for talent. Um, I am here. Let's talk. But I mean, I wish I was getting paid for this, but I'm not getting paid for this, guys. So, you know, I have a real job. I'm a lawyer um, at a 
large organization that has a lot of work for me to do. So I'm really busy with that. And then I have family and then I have my health. So there's so many things happening right now that take away not it's not even just my time it's my energy I am my energy is not as high as it used to be I will fall asleep on you real quick um (laughs) I'm just tired and a lot of that is because of my health issues but I am just so tired um and so my capacity is not where it used to be I hope that I can get back to it because I still have a lot of life left in me And I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish and I want to do. Um, But that's kind of where I had to sit back and reevaluate like, oh, do I still want to give my time for that? Because with According to RP and all of my shows, actually, um, with Black Ivy Media, like I have that whole platform. I edit my own stuff. I put together my own stuff. So it's not just, you know, talking, it's editing, it's, it's, you know, creating content graphics and 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 whatnot um so it's a lot of work it's you know so um i've had to sit back and have to had to reevaluate but in my sitting back and in my reevaluating of the show and just the many different things that i was doing and still wanting to do whatever i realized that i do love this show i love this show i don't want to give it up (laughs) i've been trying to get rid of according to rp for years guys and it just never happened I don't want to give it up because I love the show. And so I've decided to figure out a way to make it work for not just only me, but for you guys, too. Um, so, you know, this show does focus a lot on on current events at times. So sometimes we're like, you know, what happened this week? What happened last week? And although um, I do love the current event aspects of this show, I think I'm going to kind of shift away from that a little bit. Um, so it's not so I'm not so reliant on what happened this second, like the second by second news on social media. Uh, A lot of podcasters, what they do is they batch their shows. They'll create, you know, an entire two months worth of content and then they're just chilling. I'm literally like every Sunday morning, (laughs) I'm creating because I want to be in tune and on point with the topics, you know, especially those that are a current event. But I'm going to shy away from that a little bit just to give me time and just to give me you know the space to be able to do what I need to do so according to RP it's not going away I know it's been several weeks without your beloved show but we are here and we are here to stay now that I've gotten all of that out of the way I do want to make a announcement so Black Ivy Media we are having a panel discussion on Tuesday July 26th 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live stream Facebook Live or YouTube and it's going to address the recent decision uh, to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now this has been percolating in the news for several weeks. I will say though it's been dying down a little bit. You know that initial shock, the initial um, social media attention is kind of waning a little bit, which is to be expected, right? Because that's just what happens um, in our world. Like things happen, and then like three weeks later, nobody's really talking about it so much. But it is something to talk about, and I am teaming up with a team of uh, mental health experts, and we're going to talk about how to cope in the aftermath of this, you know 
drastic, drastic, drastic decision. And so it is entitled The Unintended Consequences of the Roe v. Wade Overturn. And I know some of you have already been in my DMs talking about unintended, like these were intended. Yes, I I know that they're uh, intended consequences, but not everybody knows or believes that the, you know, consequences of the decision were in were unintended right um, or were in, intended rather I'm, I'm twisting my words again um but i think it's going to be a great conversation regardless of where you are on the spectrum right i always tell people this is not about pro-abortion it's about pro-choice and if you can sit back and appreciate that i think you'll understand why people are terrified why people are scared why people are enraged at the fact that we have states now telling women what to do with their bodies. And so just really briefly, because I don't want to get into it too much because I do want you guys to attend this virtual event. The issue with Roe v. Wade, it's that the federal, there's no longer a constitutional right to getting an abortion, right? It's now left up to the state. So every state will now be, basically decide the legality of abortion. So those of us who are in the blue states, for the most part, I would say, you know what? Nothing to worry about so far, right? Because things change. Blue states don't always stay blue. Um, For those in the Bible Belt, very concerning, very alarming. In fact, I think the day the decision came down, Planned Parenthood canceled all of their scheduled abortion. So imagine Imagine the terror, imagine the fear. And right now states are, uh, a lot of them have are imposing laws or creating laws to criminalize individuals, women who leave the state to go to another state to get an abortion. They're trying to criminalize doctors who perform in other states. You know, like it's crazy. And so recently, uh, President Joe Biden, um, you know, enacted a, a law in a sense um I guess kind of giving some sort of relief to this, uh, I don't know, to this fiasco, but we don't really know how far that's going to go. We don't really know what's going to happen because I think Texas right now is in the middle of suing the Biden administration um, for their, you know, for their recent um, laws in, in, in enabling individuals to get abortions. Like, so this is going to be going on for quite some time. This is not a topic that is, I mean, it shouldn't be as dead as it is now. I have not really seen a lot going on, on social media about it. But at the end of the day, this is something that affects everybody, whether you are an individual who plans on getting an abortion or not, whether you believe in abortion or not, this affects everybody. It's national. So it's crazy to me that, you know, they're relegating it to the states to make these decisions. This is a national issue, whether you want to believe it or not. So we're going to get into all of that on Tuesday, July 26, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow Black Ivy Media for more information on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Either way, so we are now going to get onto our preliminaries. It's been quite some time since we had our preliminaries. And I missed the preliminaries. <laughs> and so it is now time for the Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on the week? Can you use it in a sentence? I 
Gillette. And it's gonna be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary. Word or phrase of the week. Urban Dictionary word or phrase of the week is hoochie daddy short. Now, for those of you who are all up in the social medias, you know that hoochie daddy shorts have been a thing. People have been talking about it. It is the talk of the summer. So what are hoochie daddy shorts? Shorts worn by man or shorts worn by a man that's the equivalent of Daisy Dukes on a woman. Okay, I don't understand. This person didn't write this correctly. So basically what they're trying to say here is shorts worn by a man that essentially uh, resemble Daisy Dukes. So you guys know back in the days, I don't know if people are wearing, if they're calling them Daisy Dukes anymore, but short, 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 shorts on women were called Daisy Dukes. And so these hoochie daddy shorts resemble Daisy Dukes. Usually these shorts are cut above the knee, generally mid-thigh and fit tight around the buttocks. Example, let's make a quick run to Walmart. Can you please change your clothes before we leave though? You can't go anywhere with me wearing hoochie daddy shorts. Now this definition, I guess the way that the person presented this definition seems to have a negative connotation, right? Meaning we don't do that here. You know, men should not be wearing hoochie daddy shorts. This is an abomination, saith the Lord. This is kind of how this definition is screaming to me. However, Social media seems to be here for the hoochie daddy shorts. Um, women are salivating at the mouth. Um, I mean, it's worse than the, the the sweatpants craze, right? And, you know, for somebody, you know, I was raised in the church, guys. And although I had one foot in the little streets uh, because of friends and family and whatnot, I am a church girl. So there are a lot of things that I really, you know, did not know until late. Like, I was not... Um, familiar so much with a lot of these uh, terms and phraseologies, if that's a word. Um, but uh, hoochie daddy shorts um, is a thing. And gray sweatpants, I learned about gray, the, the gray sweatpants craze only a few years ago because I didn't understand why women were going crazy for men wearing sweatpants particularly gray sweatpants i didn't understand it like when my friends would be like oh he wearing sweatpants i'm just like i don't understand um until i understood until i understood i was you know i was put on that the gray sweatpants show the outline of the man's um sexual parts um but i will say that this gray sweatpants thing is not a 100 percent situation I can tell you that there has been some deception um, with that. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. But these hoochie daddy shorts, I have seen them. I have seen men wearing them um, in person, not even just on social media. I have seen men in the streets of Brooklyn wearing hoochie daddy shorts. Now, for me personally, for me in my house, I am not um, I am not necessarily digging the hoochie daddy shorts out here in these streets in public like oh i'm gonna run errands and hoochie daddy shorts i'm going to the cookout and hoochie daddy shorts i am not 
necessarily a fan of this fashion trend. Hoochie Daddy shorts in the household, potentially. You know how it is what it is there. But to be like, oh, I'm getting dressed for brunch wearing Hoochie Daddy shorts. It's not something that I would say is my cup of tea. It's not something that I would advocate for. And it's not really something that I'm salivating at the mouth for either. But it's a thing and, and people love it. You know, women and men, you know, uh, love it. <laughs> so hoochie daddy shorts is a thing. So I I give this uh, Urban Dictionary word or phrase, uh, I guess five stars. Five is the highest we'll go. I'll give it a five stars. I think that they're on point with it because, you know, a lot of times the Urban Dictionary, they don't do what they need to do. But um, this is I would say I would say this is a thing. Um, and that's that. <laughs> So it is now time for our Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week. So this week's Haitian Creole word or phrase of the week is Vin Bat Mue. Vin Bat Mue. So Vin Bat Mue literally means come and beat me. Now, this phrase is usually used in a setting with a child and a parent or a child and a parental figure or, and when I say child, I mean, (laughs) I mean any, you know, I mean anyone that is the spawn of someone. In Haitian culture, there is no such thing as I'm grown. So you can be 50 years old and you are considered a child. So that's why I want to just be clear that we are not talking about literal children from the ages of zero to 18. We are talking about anybody who has who is the, who is the spawn, the offspring of an adult or of, of someone. So now that we've gotten that clear. So come beat me, usually using a setting where a child again, somebody of any age, um, is being either reprimanded in some way, shape, or form by a parental figure. Now, the parent oftentimes perceives the child to have either raised their voice, said something out of pocket, have made a sudden movement in which they feel like their quote-unquote life is being threatened. However, I will say that in most cases, if not all cases, um, the child has done nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing has happened. It's a clear exaggeration of the situation where the parent is claiming that this child wants to beat them. So I would say a good example. I mean, I have been, I have been accused of wanting to beat my mother on several, several, several occasions. Even the other day, I feel like my mother said that I wanted to beat her because We were talking about something very basic and I was just like, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why would you? It was like, "Uh uh-uh, vin bat mueno, vin bat mue. And it's like, dude, I was just expressing my opinion on a matter in a very passionate way, I will say. Where in this conversation did you deduce that I wanted to come and cause you bodily harm? And I think what makes it even worse is that when they accuse you of wanting to beat them, when they say, Vin bat moi, come and beat me, 
it doesn't just stop there. They then proceed to call all of their friends in their note, their marble notebook Rolodex phone book to then inform them how you, the child who is 30 something, 40 something, 50 something years old, wanted to beat them, came to, you know, to attack them and tried to actually beat them. So now you have the Haitian community involved and informed and then you may or may not receive phone calls from random people who you probably have ne never met before but somehow obtained your phone number from your mother the accuser that you wanted to beat your mother and then they're calling you saying why would you do that don't you know how much your mother has sacrificed for you don't you know how much your mother has done for you why would you try and beat her it's a whole cycle it's a whole system and i am tired of it <laughs> i am tired of it but if you ever hear that phrase vin vin that basically is the adult in a sense challenging you because they're telling you to come beat them but they're saying that not necessarily as a challenge they are accusing you of wanting to beat them it's so complicated. It's so crazy. At this point, I'm sure that your minds are spinning like, what the hell did she just say? But for my Haitians out there, you already know the deal. You already know what it is. Um, this is the life that we live. And this is the life that we'll continue to live until we die. <laughs> so, vin batmue is the word or phrase of the week. If you ever hear somebody come to you with vin batmue, they are basically, it's not a challenge. They are accusing you of wanting to beat them. You're welcome. <laughs> now it's time for one of my favorite sections of the show. It is now time for the Big Up of the Week. So this week's Big Up of the Week goes to my Instagram family. And when I say Instagram family, I mean my I am Rita Pierre followers. This week, you guys know, again, wedding, wedding central, right? I was trying to get ready for this wedding and I realized two days out that, whoa, 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 I need to fit into my dress. I need to fit into this dress. And I was slipping on my pimping. Like the bachelorette weekend was literally the weekend leading into the wedding because this was a weekday wedding. So we had the bachelorette weekend from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the the wedding was then the Thursday. So which means I was not on my game in terms of eating properly, right? I was drinking, I was eating sweets, eating things that normally I do not eat on a regular basis, but I was going in, right? So therefore, what happened? the pounds, the pounds were piling. They were sticking. You know, the older you get, especially for us ladies, the older you get, the easier. Like you eat a cupcake, it's a wrap for you. It's a wrap for your midsection. Like that's it. So I ate several cupcakes. I ate several things that I should not have been eating. And I was drinking. I was drinking. Which means the midsection was on fleek and not in a good way. And so I literally realized two days before, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I took my problems to Instagram, right? I took my issues to Instagram and I'm like, IG family, I need your help. There are those of you who are out here advertising to the world that you lost 20 pounds in two days. I just need to lose 10 pounds. 
in two days. So I went to IG and I asked them for their secrets because I know that there are secrets out there. I have seen, I've seen your pictures. I have, I know people who have done these little quick, quick, fast situations and they were good to go. Now I wasn't looking for a complete lifestyle change. I was looking for a quick fix for, you know, because I only had two days. And so you guys really came through. You guys came through. You guys gave me the remedies. You told me what tea concoctions to drink. You told me what shapers to buy. And guys, I did, I did, didn't do all of it because some of you guys were, were out of control with some of your remedies, but I was drinking some teas. I was drinking, you know, some tonics and I did get a really good shaper from Shaperman. I'm not advertising them so much because they're not paying for, for any airtime here, but I, you know, I'm not going to hide from the secrets. Shaperman is actually a really good shapewear. I mean, for me, I'm not as, you know, floppy. Um, I don't have a lot of extra, extra like skin, but you know, I have enough that I needed to, you know, tighten it up a little bit. And I, and the shaper mint did a really good job. And for those of you who did see my pictures on social media, I, I would like to say that I think that I, I was a little snatched. I was a little snatched on, 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 um, wedding day. I fit into my dress to the point where the top was actually a little loose, but I fit into the dress and I did what I needed to do. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to entertain <laughs> my post um, and to give me the the needed tips that I, I mean, I needed those tips. You gave me the tips. I used the tips and it works. So I, I will... I will do a thank you video at some point and I will share some of the tips because some of you guys have been slipping in my DMs like, yo, guys, give me the secret, sis, give me the secret, let me know. So I will give you guys the top three things that I did use that allowed me to get into this dress comfortably. I was not suffocating. I was not taking shallow breaths. I was very comfortable. I was able to dance the night away and still look good. So thank you, IG family. And I think I posted it as a reel. So there were people who I didn't even know sharing the tips in, you know, on my Instagram. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. So with every high, you guys know that there is a low. And this week, there were many lows. You know, one thing I will say about our society um, they will, they will give you content. <laughs> they will give you things to talk about. If you are a current events, you know, podcast or a current events writer, like there is never a shortage of tomfoolery for you to comment on. And so this week, I mean, it was hard. I had like a list of like 10 things that I wanted to kind of consider to be the womp womp of the week. Uh, but I could only choose one because I didn't want this to be a two hour podcast, a two hour show. Uh, but the womp womp of the week is first lady Jill Biden and her speechwriter. I had to add both of them because a lot of you guys are coming after first lady Jill Biden. It's not, I don't even know if I want to give her the womp womp. I want to give her speech writer, the womp womp of the week. So for those of you who are not aware, uh, first lady Jill Biden gave a speech, um, recently at Unidos, Unidos Uno, whatever, some conference that was happening, um, I guess for the Spanish community, the Hispanic community. Uh, I gotta, I gotta be clear because I don't need anybody dragging me either. I gotta be clear. So for the Hispanic community. And so she was slammed 
after she likened Hispanics to breakfast tacos. She basically said that Hispanics were as unique as breakfast tacos in her recent speech. And so she was dragged so bad that she had to issue an apology formally through the press secretary. Now, again, people have been dragging and slamming Joe Biden, but I say the true culprit is the speechwriter because we know that these people don't write their own speeches. We know Joe Biden did not write this speech. And I, the reason I know even more so that Joe Biden, Jill Biden did not write her own speech is because she said in one of the lines, um, as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, what is a bogota? What is a bogota guys? as distinct as a Bogota of the Bronx. What is a Bogota? I don't know. I'm assuming she means bodega. That's what I assume. But if she really wrote this speech from her heart, she would know that it's bodega, not Bogota, right? The other thing that was really kind of intriguing to me is, I mean, how many variations of breakfast tacos are there? Because Hispanics are not a monolith, right? How many variations of breakfast tacos are there? Like, I don't, I did not even understand that uh, analogy, that, that likening. Hispanics are as unique as breakfast tacos. What is unique? What is unique in a breakfast taco? Eggs? Maybe some, I don't know, some bacon, some hot sauce. Like what is unique about a breakfast taco? I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, no, she didn't write this. Her speechwriter was trying to be witty. I mean, a part of me feels like the speechwriter was trying to sabotage First Lady Joe Biden because this didn't make any sense. Like it didn't make any sense at all. At all, at all, at all. It made no sense. I really, the part of me really does believe that the speechwriter was trying to sabotage uh, First Lady Joe Biden. I think for me, where I can see the blame with First Lady Joe Biden is that you don't, you didn't read the speech beforehand. I mean, it's a possibility that she didn't because she was struggling. She was struggling throughout the speech. So it could be that this was the first time she, you know, she saw it when she recited it. This was the first time that she saw the speech and was like, all right, bet. Um, But if she did have even a minute to rehearse the speech beforehand, if I were her, I would have been like, no, I cannot move forward with this. Like, I cannot. Because I don't understand how in 2022 people think it's okay. To, to make these statements like how careless can you be how out of control can you be it is 2022 I think at this point we kind of know you know what's sensitive what's not sensitive especially when you are in the public I like that I can understand somebody from the backwoods of I don't know Mississippi right you don't know you don't know what's going on you've probably never seen a black person in your life you don't know what Hispanic is maybe I don't know but first lady Joe Biden these quote-unquote progressives who are out here in these streets you should know better You should know to not even like likening a group of people to a food stereotypes galore. Um, So my womp womp of the week, it more so goes to the speechwriter. It goes to Jill Biden's speechwriter because I have an inkling that Jill Biden did not see this speech before going up there to read it because she struggled. She struggled. She struggled. 
I'm still not over Bogota. I'm still not over Bogota in the Bronx. Still not over it. So, yeah, the speechwriter gets the womp womp of the week. I guess if there was a, a, a second place, then it would be for Joe Biden. But I, I really do. These people do not write their own speeches. They do not write their own speeches. They have speechwriters for it. And so I blame the speechwriter. That's who I blame. Either way, <laughs> now that we've gotten through that, um, today's show is going to be a short show, guys. I think I'm, I mean, I think I'm pretty much done. You know, I, I'm, I'm 35 minutes in. Um, there was a lot to talk about. You know, it's been a while. I definitely wanted to come and I wanted to touch base with you all and let you guys know that according to RP is here. There will be there will be some structural changes. What those will be exactly, not 100% sure. But there will be some structural changes just to make it easier for me. Um, may not be so many, you know, current, current, like day to day topics, but I think the hot topics will still be here because you know what? There are things that we have been talking about since last year that somehow is still trending news. Like Nick Cannon will be, uh, you know, trending news for a while. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Ricky Martin apparently has made the list of, uh, pedophiles, sex, sex abuse, um, individuals. I don't know. He's made the list of, I don't even know what we're calling this category anymore, but he's basically under fire right now, maybe 50, facing 50 years of uh, prison for allegedly abuse, sexually abusing his 21 year old nephew. I don't know. I, I saw Ricky Martin's statement. He's clearly denying it, obviously. So this is going to play out in the media for some weeks now. So there's gonna there's a lot to talk about. You know, there's a lot to talk about that's still gonna be hot and trending news. It's just not going to be minute by minute news because that I have to be on it, you know, on it, on it, like on on it, on it. And I, I cannot be on it, on it. Uh, but I wanna thank you guys for those of you who have been loyal according to our P fans from day one. You have been listening to this voice for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for your support. I thank WJMS Radio Now Media for giving me, you know, this slot and for still keeping me on. You know, I know you guys have noticed there's been a shift, but according to RP, is still part of the WJMS family. And I thank them for just uh, believing in the show and for just, you know, giving me the support that I needed to do what I needed to do. They've been so helpful. Madam CEO, Jamie Bulls Knox um, has been such a great support system. I mean, we're friends even, such a great friend. Um, and so I love my time here. And I, although I thought that I was gonna cut it short because I did tell her that I think I'm done, um, I'm not done. So there's a lot more according to RP to go. Thank you guys again for just being such great, 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 um, I don't even want to say fans, but just supporters and family of According to RP. Next week, hopefully we'll have a guest. I want to kind of get back into the swing of things. I know I've been doing a couple of solos here and there, um, but I do enjoy talking to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I think you guys appreciate it as well too. But I think if I could leave you guys with uh, one thing, it's to... Make sure that you work according to your capacity. And that's not just with your nine to fives and your entrepreneurial ventures. It's even with your family and your friends. It's okay to drop off. It's okay to disconnect. I don't know if I would call that ghosting. Some people might say it's ghosting, but it's not ghosting. 
I think that for me in my health journey, my mental health journey, wellness journey, whatever, you know, I'm on so many journeys. I can't even keep track. I'm on a hair journey. We haven't even talked about that yet. (laughs) But whatever your journey is in life, you have to learn to put yourself first. You have to learn to take care of yourself. And it's not to do so in a way that is, I guess, and I say selfish, but that's probably not the word I want to use. That is... Uh, disrespectful, I would say, to those who are in your corner, right? I think that because we are a unit, we are a community, we, you know, we live off each other, like we thrive off of um, community, that there's ways to disconnect and there's ways to kind of step back without, you know, hurting the people who have been there for you. I think that's what I want, uh, how I want to say it. Many of us have people who have been in our corner since day one. They have sacrificed for us. They have, they, they, you know, they put themselves aside sometimes for us. And when we get to the point where we need to shut down, we need to step back, even from those people who care about us, I think we do have a duty in a sense to say, hey, I'm going to step back for a little bit or I'm going to shut down for a little bit. You know, nothing to do with you. If you don't hear from me, it's not because I don't love you, but it's because I got to I got to really spend some time with me. I think that that's kind of how you should do it. I think that just dropping off of, um, you know, the earth, the map isn't always the way to go, because even for me, I can say that I drop off, but I feel like I, dr- I don't drop off like drastically. If people reach out to me that are my people that are in my corner, I will let them know, hey, yeah, I know you haven't heard from me. This is what's kind of going on. I don't ignore, you know, messages from people who are in my corner. But I will say that sometimes it is important for you to create that time where you're not picking up the phone. Like so many of you guys have been calling. I know texting. It's not that I'm ignoring you, but I have to take care of myself and I have to really like sit back with my own thoughts and kind of shut out the noise because sometimes when you're on these like health journeys and these wellness journeys and you're going through things, everybody has some sort of advice to give you. And it's not that the advice is bad, but I think sometimes people fail to understand that there is something called like advice overload. I think like for me, I was getting remedies from everyone and I ask, I do ask, but sometimes the floodgates are open and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have 50 different teas that I'm drinking. I don't even know what to do with myself. Um, but either way, I, I was going somewhere with this and I, I've been, I feel like I've been going on a lot of tangents lately. <laughs> um, but I say all that to say this, um, capacity. It is important for you to know your capacity and to know what your limit is and what you can and cannot do. And it is okay to step away. It is okay to fall back a little bit. Um, It is okay to work according to what you are capable of doing. This going above and beyond culture, sometimes there is a need for it, especially when it comes to your family and friends. Um, But in general, overall, going above and beyond, pushing yourself past the limit, depleting, driving on E, it is not helpful. It is not It is not the wave. And I'm saying this because I know what it is to always drive on E. I am always going overboard. I am always doing too much. I am team too much. I'm not going to lie. I'm team too much. I do a lot. And 
sometimes, you know, I'm the one that's paying the consequences for doing a lot. So I think that one thing that I've realized in taking the time, you know, several weeks not creating any new episodes for According to RP is that it's okay. It is okay to step back. It is okay to recalibrate. It is okay to just be still. And a lot of us have such a hard time being still. It is okay to be still and to just live in the moment and to take some time and smell the roses and not be bothered with entertaining others and providing content for others. Um, There was another great point I wanted to make, but I can't remember. (laughs) It totally slipped my mind. It totally slipped my mind. But when I remember, I will come back to you with it. But I just wanted to, to share that because I think a lot of us are struggling with that. And, you know, a few months ago, I was part of this like kind of group therapy and these individuals had no idea who I was. Like I've never met them before in my life. These were totally total strangers, but we were paired because my therapist, um, I think she felt like we all had a lot of similarities, which we did. Many of us were lawyers that were on this, um, this group therapy call. And so we all had this, like, I don't know, we had some of the same tendencies of doing too much. And, and one thing that one of the young ladies said about me, because we had to give these like closing remarks at the end, like, you know, what I hope for you, what I wish for you. And one of the young ladies said, you know, I, I hope that you, you know, learn to take a step back and I hope that you stop attaching your value to your works. And that was very powerful. And it was very, I don't want to say shocking because I knew exactly what she was saying. So I was not offended. I feel like many people would have felt offended by that because it is a very powerful statement to say about somebody you really don't know. But she was perceptive enough throughout our, I think it was like eight weeks session that we had like online to see that there is a correlation with my value and my works because I do so much and it could only mean a few things. So I've I've taken that advice and I took those statements to heart not in a negative way, but to really sit back and, and and find out why it is that I do the things that I do. Why do I do too much? Is there something underlying to my drive? Like, what is it? Um, and so, yes. So moving forward, I'm trying to do the best that I can. So if there's a week, ah, this is the point. This is the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> Not trying to make, I've made many points, but this is what I was, I was trying to remember and I could not remember. A lot of times uh, people think that when they take a step back, they are then being inconsistent with, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. So for example, with the radio show, it's supposed to be an every week thing. So if I don't come to you for two weeks or three weeks, some may say, oh, you're inconsistent. She's being inconsistent. I don't believe that that's what the case is because I have been doing this for four years, right? And it's not been many times that I have had such long breaks ever. For those of you who have tuned in, this is the first time I've had this long of a break from doing a show. So I would not consider that inconsistent at all. I I think that I'm very consistent, but that doesn't mean that life doesn't happen. And just because life happens and you take a break, that does not now mean that you are inconsistent. And I wanted to drive that home because I think a lot of us, we are afraid of being inconsistent 
And so that's what causes us to have to be on overdrive all the time and to create content and to, you know, show up when we don't even have the capacity to show up because we don't want to be deemed inconsistent. And the sad part is we're being called inconsistent by people who are not consistent themselves. So it's like, that's why it's important to really focus on you and the things that you need to do and to put you first, because you have people out here who are not doing anything with their lives, calling you inconsistent. When it's not inconsistency, it's life, it's adapting, and it's working according to your capacity. So now that I have given that impassioned speech, <laughs> now I can leave you guys. So guys, I hope that you have an amazing week. I hope that, you know, you accomplish all that you have set out to accomplish this week. And I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m.